This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, myself, Bully Ray, and Mark Henry get into NXT Deadline and what we saw on Saturday night from the big brand at a sold-out show. Also, from Friday night and SmackDown, we get into what everyone is talking about, and that is CM Punk's promo. Main event at WrestleMania? We shall see. We'll get the reaction right here on the Busted Open Podcast. We're going to start with our number two of SmackDown, and that was CM Punk with a live microphone. So, Bully, I was listening to you and Mark last Tuesday when you guys dissected CM Punk's first promo back with the WWE on Monday Night Raw. There are people who loved it. There are people who did not like it. So, before we play the promo uh, from Friday... I want to kind of do that structure that you and Mark did, Bully, if you don't mind. I loved how you did the stop. <laughs> and then you. <laughs> and the stop, then you, start. You did the stop, you know, I, I like, and then kind of dissected the promo. Because I want to do that again today uh, when, when it comes to Punk's promo, his first promo on SmackDown in, in almost a decade. Um,. I loved Punk's promo on Friday night. I went on social media and I actually said that I felt like Punk's promo was the promo of the year. All right, now, Bully, before we get your overall feeling of what we heard from CM Punk on Friday, we're going to play the promo. And it's a long one, guys, so this is going to take a little time here. But um, I really like the way you structured last week, so let's do it again. But let's go back to Friday night. And what we heard from CM Punk. I've got good news, ladies and gentlemen. It's the top of the nine o'clock hour, and that means I'm not the end of the show. I'm not going to get my time cut. You want to chant? You go ahead and chant. Stop. The word that I used to describe Punk's first promo on Monday Night Raw was safe. One of the reasons it was a bit safe was because Punk was going into the promo already on the defensive because he knew his time was short. He knew he was up against it. You can't give a talent like CM Punk nine minutes, including the entrances, and expect him to get 10 years worth of whatever off of his chest. To me, you have to give Punk that almost unlimited time, kind of like Austin would get 20 minutes at the top of a Monday Night Raw. So what he's telling you is right off the bat – I'm in a better place right now mentally for this promo because I know I don't have a gun to my head restricting me on time. And thus I can't be kept very safe. And, and, and bully. I like what you're saying there because you're right. 
they had Punk on Monday Night Raw right at the end of the show. So you know there's a hard, you know, and, and we're not getting overruns on Monday Night Raw anymore. So you have a hard ceiling when it comes to that. The other thing, too, was the chance. I want to go back to deadline on Saturday. Now, there were hints that CM Punk might be there, but he was not advertised to be there. Before that show started on Saturday, a show that CM Punk was not advertised to be on, they were loud CM Punk chants throughout the crowd before the show started. There was one fan who had a CM Punk sucks sign, and the crowd was just booing the hell out of that one fan that had that sign. Like, I don't think fully that CM Punk's popularity was ever higher than it is right now. The WWE fan base. I think it's safe to say is all about CM Punk as we're closing out 2023. Dave, I don't know if we've talked about this on the air, but I know we've talked about it personally. Cody's time in AEW almost seems like it never happened, correct? Yes. It's almost like, really? Cody was in AEW? Other than the, the reminders that they sometimes throw out, you pro- you don't think about his time in AEW, and it took a little it it took a little bit of time for that to happen. It's happened overnight with Punk. It's as if this guy never left. It's almost like Punk and AEW are just something we kind of heard about that may have happened or may not have happened, and ah, whatever. That is absolutely amazing and i see you sitting back whenever i see you sit back and make certain gestures dave i know it really hits home and resonates with you so what do you want to say because i think when cody came back to the world of the wwe they were trying to make it like you know that there wasn't a life for cody outside of the world of the wwe they reminded you of things that had happened to cody before he left the wwe and the fans weren't having it because they distinctly remember his time in AEW. So, like you said, it took time for people to kind of forget and get back into that WWE mold. I feel like with with CM Punk, them saying, yeah, it's been 10 years since, since CM Punk has been back with it. It's almost like, yeah, yeah, he's been gone for wrestling for 10 years. It does feel like, and and I and and again, you know this, Mark, and you know this, Bully. I love the run that CM Punk had in AEW. I love the feud he had with MJF. I I love the dog collar match. It's one of my all time favorite matches. That dog collar match with MJF and CM Punk. But it's oh, here we are, a little over a week <laughs> since you know CM Punk has come back, and it's almost like. He was never a part of AEW. It's like he left the WWE, was gone for wrestling for 10 years, and now has come back. Like, I, I, Mark, I think Bully hit the nail right on the head. It's like it's all, you already have forgotten about his time in AEW. It's crazy. It's a talent. It's, 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 not, it's not something that you um... – that you really put emphasis on, oh, I'm going to make sure that nobody thinks about this. I'm, I'm not going to work the same. Or I'm not. No, he's working the same. He's talking the same. And he even said it. There's a lot of people that wanted me to do this and to do that, and I chose not to, and this. 
Well, tonight, I'm going to kind of get back to the old me. And he said some things that was very old school punk-esque. Okay. And, and, and he did not mention all the people that he mentioned by name. One guy he chose not to mention by name. Seth Rollins. Yep. Didn't mention him by name. And I'm curious. I'm curious. What's more important? Making the steak or making the sides for the meal? Dave, I I, I just think that the steak is Seth. Yeah, I mean, we'll... I yeah, I think we're eventually going to get there, but I do. I want to focus right now on like the meat and potatoes of of this promo from Friday night, Mark, because I think it's significant. But I think what Bully just said is significant in the fact that I think we, I think we we like we just jumped ahead ten years right to that ring with the live microphone on Friday. And did you are you listening to, to punks? tone his volume his inflection his confidence this is a 180 from the guy we got on monday night yes. raw remember i told i gave you my opinion that the only time during that raw promo that we saw the real cm punk was during the last 15 seconds when he glared into that camera with those punk eyes and said I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to make money. That was the real CM Punk last Monday that we saw a glimpse of. In this time, this promo on on SmackDown, we saw the real CM Punk in the during the entire promo. Let's start it up again. You guys do understand that Adam Pierce is trying to sign me to Monday Night Raw, right? I think they were a little bit louder on Raw, don't you? No? That's the question of the hour I'm getting. CM Punk, now that you're back in the WWE, where are you gonna sign? And I feel fortunate that I get to take this journey with y'all because I'm partly gonna leave it up to you. So do you want me to sign and be a Monday Night Raw superstar? I legit, I can't, I can't hear you. Did, did you want me to sign to be Friday Night SmackDown exclusive? Do you want me to throw 29 other superstars over the top rope and then climb this turnbuckle and point at a sign and main event WrestleMania. Stop. Brand loyalty. I can't remember the last time that I heard a crowd be so against one brand and loyal to another. This is what they tried to do when they did the split during the original draft. 
Are we really to th- are we do we really think that people only watch Monday Night Raw or only watch SmackDown? No. But that when the draft originally happened, that's what they were trying to establish. Brand loyalty. And brand loyalty kind of got thrown out the door a long time ago when we had the wild card rule and then this rule and your sister's ass rule where everybody's crossing over every left and right. And and me and Dave, me and you are like, even Mark, like, what the hell is the draft for? It doesn't mean anything. It's It's just a show for the sake of a show. Punk made me believe by the way he manipulated the crowd that Raw and SmackDown were two separate entities, at least for that moment. Yeah. Like, it seemed, it was like, there were people like, no, we don't want you on Monday Night Raw. As if we're to believe that that live crowd doesn't watch Monday Night Raw. Of course they did. But they're cheering for SmackDown. It's not like that town only gets SmackDown on television or that town gets SmackDown exclusive shows. But you would think by the way he worked them that no, Punk, we need you on SmackDown because that's the only time we'll get to see you. He, If only for a moment, Punk established brand loyalty in the wwe universe which i don't think i've heard before and if i did it wasn't quite as evident as that or powerful as that moment no i i I think the last time you could go back to a time when there was brand loyalty was when punk was on smackdown doing the straight edge society like that's and and i don't even know if you would got gotten that kind of reaction that we got on friday night for even then like the funny thing about that is if that was Monday night, you would have been getting booze for SmackDown and cheers for Monday Night Raw. Bully, I, I agree with you 100%. He, ha- he was able to do something on Friday, 30 seconds into his promo, that, that the WWE has not been able to do in 20 years. For 20 years, the WWE has been trying to get you to buy into brand loyalty and Raw going up against SmackDown. Couldn't do it. 30 seconds into his promo on Friday night, CM Punk was able to do that. I mean, I don't know if people understand the significance of that. He did that on Friday night. He got, it wasn't even just people cheering for SmackDown. I get that because you're on SmackDown. It's Friday. He got them to boo Monday night. They were booing Monday night raw. Yeah. A show that everybody in that arena is going to watch on Monday night. It was it it was really it was really cool to see and hear that because like I said and Mark I'm sure you remember when the draft first happened they really tried to split both rosters where you know each one had a different creative team and a different feel and you know Raw was promo heavy and SmackDown was work heavy in the middle of the ring wrestling heavy. And I just haven't heard this brand loyalty in a long time. I definitively thought that that the, the blue brand stuck out, and that's where people wanted CM Punk to wind up. Want to start it up yeah. again? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. An old friend of mine that welcomed me back home with open arms famously likes to come out here and say, 
what do you guys want to talk about? And I'm famous for talking. It's kind of what I do, but I also have been listening. And I hear there's a few people that are a little bit upset. They don't like the happy-go-lucky CM Punk. They don't like the CM Punk that says, hey, I love you guys. I'm home, and I'm glad to be home. So I listen, and I hear, and I understand that. So allow me to turn this. Because when CM Punk says, I'm home, it sounds like a crock of shit to me. Okay, you can't come call someplace home that you had gone on record to say caused you mental harm and physical harm. So I would much rather see Punk talk about being back in the WWE than home. When CM Punk says home, it doesn't come across as genuine to me. That's it. Hmm. Well, I mean, but but on that same part, he still is coming home in a lot of ways. You know, you could have had friction, you could have had anger, you could have had animosity, but he is coming home. But he's also highlighting the fact, Bully, like, for you and a lot of other people as well, they think it's a crock. So he's saying, like, he, he's acknowledging the fact that there's a lot of people saying, we don't believe you when you actually say this is home for you. Okay, fair enough. Start it up. Be that spicy CM Punk you all know and love. Allow me to get comfortable at home. This is me putting my feet up on the couch, and my feet got a lot of mud all over them, ladies and gentlemen. So it's not what do y'all want to talk about, it's who do you want me to talk about? Stop. You hear the boil? Yep. You hear the crowd boiling? That's the that that's not a cheer, that's not a boo, that's not a roar, that's not that's a boil. That's a simmer into a boil. That's people saying different things to one another throughout the crowd at the same time. Oh boy, here it comes. Oh man, what is he going to say? Oh, it they're boiling cuz now they know the potential punk moment is about to happen. And, uh, and, and really quick before we go back to the promo, because they go back to your point about him being home. What did he say? I'm back home, but, you know, I'm sitting on the couch with my dirty boots and I'm putting dirt all over the like because he's the asshole. Like he's saying I'm home, but I'm still an asshole. And, you know, there's going to be things that I say and do that are going to get under your skin. He's bully to your point. He's acknowledging that fact. He's not trying to hide the fact that at the end of the day, he's still going to get under your skin. Go ahead. Do you want me to talk about Cody Rhodes? I could tell you some stories. Or do you want me to talk about somebody who's not here? By the sounds of it, somebody who's never here. Roman Reigns. Stop. Right at about that time is when I, I, my spidey senses were tingling. My, uh, my use of the force was uh, throwing off some signals. That's when I knew Dave LaGreca was squirming on his couch at home. 
You right, Dave? Right. You would be right. <laughs> you would be right because, Mark, we talked about it last week, right? We talked about the fact that things can change. Things can always change. And um, Bully brought up the scenario, what if it was Punk and Roman at WrestleMania 40? Th- doesn't seem likely, but what if? Uh, no, there's no, there's no chance. There's no, wh- why would we do that? But here you are on a Friday Night SmackDown, 15,000 fans cheering the fact of the potential of Roman and Punk being in the ring together. So to answer Bully's question, yes, I was squirming in my chair on Friday night. Thank you very much. All right, start it up. Tribal Chief, I acknowledge you. Congratulations on all your success. Don't forget who the OG Paul Heyman guy is. Don't forget that he was my wise man first. Now, Roman might not be here, but his cousins are. Solo, big tough son of a gun that I don't know, but I'm familiar with his cousin, Jimmy Uso. By the way, shout out to main event Jey Uso, who's over on Monday Night Raw. I see you, Uso. These are the things that I have to wrestle with. Do I want to go to Monday Night Raw and hang out with Jey Uso? Or do I want to stay here on SmackDown and scrap with Jimmy Uso? But if I scrap with Jimmy Uso, holy gosh, he's got a lot of cousins. I'm talking like endless Samoans, right? So if I scrap with him, I'm going to need backup. And they're in tag team action tonight. Can I trust a guy who I have history with? who hears voices in his head? Can I tag with Randy Orton? I don't know, are we gonna get along? Are we not gonna get along? It'll probably be entertaining either way, right? One guy I'm pretty positive that would tag with me is Randy's partner tonight, and his name is... Yeah. Stop. (laughs) I love it. Good. Good little tease for LA Knight right there. Punk, the you know, Punk is basically putting him over by allowing the crowd to chant his name. Yeah, start it up again. And his name is. Yeah. Who else? Oh. Someone said Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens, that'd be interesting, right? Can I tag with Kevin Owens? Maybe I can fight Kevin Owens. Let's pump the brakes on that one just for a second. Kevin's a little bit prickly, and I mean to say is that him and I are probably too much alike. And I don't know who would feel comfortable working with somebody who randomly just punches people in the face backstage. I mean, it's 2023, ladies and gentlemen. You just can't be doing stuff like that. That's insane. Um, All 
right? You can't be punching people in the face, Dave. No, you can't. I was going to say stop there anyway, but. So, Dave, why don't you take this one? What was that all about? All right, well, a couple of things. Um, First of all, Kevin Owens. He mentioned Kevin Owens. I was very interested in the fact that Kevin Owens didn't get any reaction from the crowd at all. Like, when he mentioned Cody, it got a reaction. When he mentioned Roman Reigns, obviously it got a reaction. When he mentioned L.A. Knight, it got a reaction. I was kind of surprised that when he talked about Kevin Owens, I, I didn't hear any reaction at all. I think it actually took CM Punk back a little bit because I think he took a pause so that the crowd react to Kevin Owens' name, and they didn't react at all, and he kind of fumbled and, and kind of threw in another line. I was kind of surprised uh, about the non-reaction for Kevin Owens. And then, um, and then he got into about punching somebody in the face in 2023, and... You know, you just can't punch somebody in the face in 2023. Obviously, he's alluding to, you know, either the stuff with with the Bucks uh, at All Out in Chicago or possibly, you know, maybe he's alluding to what happened at All In in Wembley with Jungle Boy. Couple of things, Bully, and then I want to get your reaction, Mark's reaction as well. Um. He did that on purpose. I think he, I felt like for two reasons. One, because everybody was asking him last for last week on Monday Night Raw to make some kind. Come on, you didn't make nothing about AEW. No shot. They. It's almost like the fans wanted him to take a shot. So they you did. know what? So what? You know what? He took a shot. Also. That's kind of like the victory lap there for CM Punk. Like, let me let me take my jab because I've been hearing them taking jabs. I'm going to take a little jab myself, but I'm going to do it in a fun, you know, jovial way because I'm winning. I'm winning here. So while I'm taking my victory lap, I'm going to take a little jab. The other thing, too, is you want to know something? Didn't get any reaction from the crowd. Like, I'm sure there was a lot of people sitting at home that laughed at that, myself being one of them. There was probably a lot of people that were sitting at home that went, ooh, and I was one of them. Very few of those people were in the crowd on SmackDown on Friday night, which tells you, again, like, this whole world of the dirt sheets and the whole world of all this stuff on the Internet and the troll. It's a very, very small portion of the people that tune into this product on a weekly basis, especially in the world of the WWE. That is just a slither of the pie that is the whole makeup of what the WWE does. So that's my take on what he said in that portion on Friday. Zero reaction to that line. And when I'm saying zero reaction, I'm saying to, to your point, Dave, small portion, the internet, the dirt sheets, the AEW faithful fans. So that line hit to the people it needed to hit. But in the live audience, is it's as if AEW never even existed. Like they don't even know about the company. And I think that the I think that the line was so vague that it was only meant for a couple of people to understand. And that's fine. But I wouldn't and that's fine, Billy, because I because you know who does this? Jericho, if you read, if you ever read one of Chris Jericho's books, he always throws like a line in there. 
he always throws a line in there like if if you get it, you get it. If you don't, it doesn't matter. If it goes over your head, it's fine. And I feel like that's what CM Punk did. That's what CM Punk did um, uh, uh, on Friday is that he threw out that line. And it's like for those who get it, fine. For those who don't, it's no big deal. I'm 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 rolling here. I I would okay. He threw that line out. It fell on deaf ears live. It it hit the ears it needed to hit in the internet community. That's it. That's it. Done. Done. No more lines. AEW. Forget about the Bucks. Forget about Kenny. Forget about Jack Perry. Forget about. It's over. I want to hear CM Punk talking about Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, and main eventing and, WrestleMania. Go ahead, Mark. Bingo, bingo, bingo. That's what I want. I want that too. Give it, give it, give it, give it. Yeah. Give it. I, yep. Like I, I didn't get enough. I didn't get enough of Seth Rollins. Well, I want well, more. We're gonna get. We're gonna get there. We're gonna get there because I think he finished off alluding to Seth Rollins. But to your point, bully, I believe that was a washing of the hands moment. I feel like, hey, for all those people that were complaining, I'm throwing it. But I also feel like it was something he wanted to get off his chest too. Like I feel like he wanted to get that off. He's gonna. You talk. You know. You mentioned me with my passive aggressive comments. That was his passive aggressive comment. But I would be shocked moving forward if he was ever to allude to it again. To the point that, and you guys would know this better than me. Probably went. When he went into the back after that promo, they probably said to him, all right, you got it off your chest. Let's move on. No reason to ever bring up any of that bullshit again. Right? 1,000%. And because of the lack of the response in the arena, I almost would say to Punk, leave everything alone. It's beneath you now. You, you, potentially going to main event WrestleMania. There's no reason to mention anything else ever again. Hey everyone, Lindsay Rhodes here. And with the NFL season underway, I am thrilled to announce that my podcast, the NFL Roadshow, will be dropping three times a week. On Mondays, we're going to recap the most interesting stories to come out of the NFL weekend. Wednesdays are going to be for a bit of a deeper discussion. And on Fridays, we're going to bring you the best of my SiriusXM fantasy show with the great Michael Fabiano, Fantasy Dirt. So please, subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts or listen on the SXM app, included with most subscriptions. Bully, really good job so far. I will let you commence. So get Susumu to start this bad boy back up again. When you're done with breakfast, Susumo, start up again. There you go. Everybody's happy to see CM Punk, even JBL. (laughs) Everybody's welcomed me back with open arms. Except for that one guy. There's always that one bad apple that spoils a bunch, am I right? But I'm not going to put any stock in anything he has to say, and it's not because of his whiny voice. It's because he's not even the man in his own household. Stop. Those are the kind of lines we're used to hearing CM Punk deliver. Yep. That one right across the bow got the reaction from the crowd. Start it back up. about all he's got is that song keep it up 
stop. <laughs> Wonder where we heard that before. Oh, baby. Oh, my God. That was a one-two punch if I ever heard, I've ever heard one. And I think the second punch stung even more than the first punch. And they didn't even really fully start singing the song. So, hmm. Start it up again. <laughs> so glad to be back home on this journey with y'all stop lost his place something was wrong there cheesy filler for no reason i i'm gonna tell you why i'm gonna tell you why because just like the kevin owens he kind of he kind of got lost a little bit because he was expecting a reaction when he mentioned kevin owens and didn't get a reaction i think he thought that they that crowd was going to be singing Seth Rollins' theme, loud as loud can be. And it didn't happen. He actually had to coax them to do it. And even when they did it, it was kind of half-hearted. Like, mm-hmm. I think he was expecting that to be much louder than what it was on Friday night. Go ahead, Mark. Dave, I think they're, they're respecting him. They were, they were respecting Punk more by not allowing the Seth hmm. Rollins-ism to take presidents they didn't they didn't want that yeah but they punked to be on his soapbox you know what though but but mark it didn't it didn't stop them from doing the la night yeah as loud as loud as could be it didn't it didn't stop them from getting giving a big pop when he mentioned cody rhodes but when it came to (laughs) seth rock Again, I think I think Bully's right. I think it threw him off a little bit where he had to add something. He had to add lib a line there because he was expecting a bigger reaction from the crowd, and I think he was expecting a big sing-along, which he didn't get. All right, let's start it up. We're going to find out exactly where I sign on Monday night, and I'm here to listen to y'all, and I've heard y'all. I'm here to listen to Nick Aldis over the weekend. I got a phone call scheduled with the heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels. I'm going to talk to him about NXT. And then on Monday night in Cleveland, I'm going to hear what Adam Pierce has to say. And I promise you, I will make my decision then. Almost 10 years to the day in the same town I walked out of this place in. All the men that I have mentioned today have one glaring painful thing in common and that's CM Punk is back and I am the monkey wrench in their future plans and their future goals. Stop. Who on this show called CM Punk a monkey wrench last week? You did. And Oh! (laughs) And again, you talk about times in that promo where I was squirming in my seat. There's another line that's coming up. (laughs) I know which one. (laughs) Uh, But that line, the monkey wrench that's going to throw off everybody's plans. And I heard that and I'm like, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, 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 wait. When you heard that line, Dave, what did you think? (laughs) I said... Fudge. Ah, <laughs> fudge. 
is a hell of a monkey wrench. It is. It's a, it's a big one, and it's a popular one, too. That's for sure. All right, start it up. Everybody wanting to talk about finishing their story. I'm back to finish what I started. And Monday night, I put pen to paper and begin my journey of finishing my story. And that means one thing. Main eventing WrestleMania. Hey, there it is. <laughs> and, how do you feel right now? <laughs> and there it is. Um, obviously, the main eventing WrestleMania. You know, we all know he came back for a reason, and that was to main event WrestleMania, something that he has never done. He's never main evented a WrestleMania, even when he was your WWE champion, even when he was in a feud with Cena, The Rock, all down the line of his resume in the WWE. The one thing that bothered him was not being in that main event spot, especially when it came to WrestleMania. So obviously I knew that, but the line that got me bully was finishing the story. Well, I want to finish my story. Almost like, all right, I get that Cody wants to finish his story, but hey, you know what, pal? You're going to have to move aside because my story needs to be finished first. That's what I got from the end of that promo on Friday night. Here's the the saving grace. They can both finish their story at the same time. Punk can finish his story night one against Seth Rollins and Cody can finish his story night two against Roman Reigns. The WWE would be a, a powerhouse babyface company with CM Punk as one champion as Cody as the other. Be a hell of an ending to WrestleMania. Now, I know there's a lot of dips and turns and this can happen and that can happen. And Cody's story really is about winning the championship and not defeating Roman. But it seems very simple to me. Seth and and Punk have a story. Cody and Roman have a story. Or at least, actually, the Cody-Roman story is probably the weaker of the two stories. Hey everyone, Lindsay Rhodes here. And with the NFL season underway, I am thrilled to announce that my podcast, The NFL Roadshow, will be dropping three times a week. On Mondays, we're going to recap the most interesting stories to come out of the NFL weekend. Wednesdays are going to be for a bit of a deeper discussion. And on Fridays, we're going to bring you the best of my SiriusXM fantasy show with the great Michael Fabiano, Fantasy Dirt. So please, subscribe today, wherever you stream your podcasts or listen on the SXM app, included with most subscriptions. Somebody else who's been able to light it up on NXT lately and get some people to tune in is Dominic Mysterio. Uh, Bully, how would you grade what Dom's been able to do uh, so far with that North American Championship going into Saturday and what he's been able to do on NXT? Dom gets an A from me across the board. Dom is doing a phenomenal job as a heel. I see him take steps forward every time he's out there. One of the most impressive things I've seen from Dom is when he first went down to NXT and he was 
um, becoming a natural leader. And it wasn't about being the leader in NXT. It's what happened after his first couple of matches in NXT. I see him back on the main roster, and now he's leading other talents on the main roster. He's becoming quite the ring general out there. Um, uh, I can't give Dom a, uh, I think A is a good uh, grade for him. Is he A plus? No, because he still has things to learn. But I don't see any weakness in Dom's game yet. The people boo their heads off when he goes to talk on the microphone. He has a tremendous amount of heel heat. He's playing his role perfectly. Um, in the ring, he what what doesn't he do well in the ring? He's, you know, he's young in the industry, yet he's in there with main eventers. I thought it was an awesome spot for Dom to be working with Randy Orton in Orton's first match back a couple of weeks ago. Think if you're Dom Mysterio and you're getting to work with the likes of Randy Orton now. So, yeah, I give I give Dom an A. I think he's doing a fantastic job. Yeah, and Mark, uh, your thoughts on what we've seen from Dom on NXT. What did you think of the North American Championship match on Saturday with him and Dragon Lee? You know, I, Dave, I, I look at guys and I judge them a little differently than like a, a ABC or a 1, 2, 3 rating. Like I, I judge them by the intangible things. And... Dominic is one of those guys that I, I I put him in the same category as um, the Rock and the Hearts and people that come from pro wrestling. They have legacy, Randy Orton. Like there are things that Dominic does that are just intuitive. You you can tell he just picked it up. You know, like it's not trained. I mean, you have a lot of reps, so I guess you can consider it to be trained. But he just does stuff that I'm like, that's a kid out there playing with his toys. He knows what he's doing. And all those years of watching his dad and all those years of knowing what the bad guy did, knowing all of those things of what – his dad had to fight through to get to be who he was. I think it's paying dividends for him because I see him take no wasted steps. Have you ever seen Randy Orton take a wasted step? Everything means no. something. Never. Everything means something. Everything means something to Dom. I watched Dominic take, he got a, sw I mean, the, the the he got swung on and he took one step backwards the first thing that hit the ground was his butt like his like like he was a one year old baby you ever seen babies trying to walk and they they struggling and they oh, 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 boom and they take the butt bump and they roll back when dominic does that it looks different you, you it's not that it's different is that it looks like it did when Jose Lothario did it. It's just a different technique to it. He makes it look like the way we watched it when we were kids, Dave. And, and that's not because he was around. 
it was because of the studying and the and the way that he he's seen so many matches that his father was in. So the intuitive things is is what I see, and not to mention, right on top of that, he elevated that title. Oh, no doubt, hundred percent. There's yes. very few people that can say, "Oh yeah, I won the title," and like the Miz. The Intercontinental title was dead, guys. Remember how dead it was? Nobody gave a shit about the Intercontinental title. And then Miz and Dolph Ziggler. Thank you, guys. I know the time has passed, but I appreciate it still. I appreciate what Dom is doing. He elevated that title. It means something in this world of pro wrestling. And uh, they did not disappoint. Now, it wasn't Wesley in the ring with Dom on Saturday, which what is was supposed to be. Now he's out with injury. Could be up to Bless a year that he's going to be out. Dragon Lee was in there. Dragon Lee beat Dom to win that North American championship. So I think you're feeling like in 2024, at least for right now, that they're moving off of the main roster talent, at least as champions, and they're moving in to 2024. And really, I think feeling that the main roster talent did their job in 2023, Mark, so that we're looking at this roster differently going into the new year. Do you think so too? I, I would think so, Dave. Like, you know, you, you don't want it to, to trivialize the talent into making them seem like they're uh, second tier. Uh, you have to elevate. You have to allow the, the people to grow. And you have to prove that what they're doing is working. And that was evidence uh, Saturday that Dragon Lee deserves the shot and that he's improving because we, we, we talked about it. The match he had just two weeks ago with Axiom, we were like, wow, this dude, is he is good. He's ready. And they proved it. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open every day of the week at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Foundation Channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today.